If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. My goal is to help each and every listener pursue and center wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist. Now let's get into it. Have y'all checked out my Amazon storefront yet? Listen, whether you're searching for last-minute date night outfits, perfecting your 4C curls, or delving into mental health books or enhancing your nail game, I've got you covered. Y'all know here at the Dr. Shonda Podcast, we like to serve looks and books. So make sure that you guys click on my affiliate link for a hassle-free shopping experience that supports my creation efforts. Elevate your lifestyle and your mental health today. Chanel, I have a question. What's up? Have you ever felt lonely in your entrepreneurial ventures and journey? Listen, that is such a real feeling, especially as a black woman, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a kingdom woman trying to level up and move forward in my life. Listen, the the interesting thing is I hear that from so many different women. Yeah. So I thought it was the perfect timing for us to collaborate our entrepreneurial success and the things that we've learned along the way for kingdom women specifically. Listen, I'm so excited about this. So that's right. You guys are able to sign up today starting in October, our specific membership group where you'll have access to our knowledge on branding, marketing, how to sell, how to pitch yourself, how to, you know, apply the Bible to your business, applying the Bible to your business, uh, corporate fast, like all of those things, exercise your faith, so many different things. And above all, Chanel, it's great to have an accountability group. Listen, I'm really excited to be a part of a group of a bunch of people that look like me and we're all trying to get to the same place. And listen, and the fact that we're coming together doing it. Yeah. You know, I say this humbly. I've been thriving in full-time entrepreneurship for some years now. Yeah. You've generated millions for the sports industry. Yes. We have so many different skill sets that we are going to offer. Yeah. We're two separate powerhouses and we're coming together to build this membership for you all. Not only from a business and physical natural standpoint, but also a spiritual standpoint. Yes. I can't wait to get into the word I'm excited. entrepreneurship. I'm excited. The word and entrepreneurship together, Chanel. Listen. In a membership group. Listen. Girl. I'm ready. So if you guys are ready for our group that starts in October, please make sure that you click the link in our show notes and we can't wait to see y'all. Cannot wait. Period. <laughs> can, can you talk to us more about like the analyzing the, the risk reduction piece? Because I've never yeah. heard of that. I, you know, people yeah. come to us all the time talking about, you know, it's the holiday season. I don't know what to do with our families. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Like We're encouraged to go back to what we were taught. Like, okay, just yes. you know, remove yourself from it. Set these boundaries. But I, I've never heard of your perspective. Can you enlighten yeah. us on that? So it's, so it's interesting, right? So I look at a lot of times, what are some of the common complexities in in family dynamics when family mm-hmm. gets together? Usually it's family secrets. Usually it's unresolved conflicts. Like there are some really big ones. So we look at those things. If my brother and I haven't spoken for 10 years, But then I hear that he's coming to the party and I have to decide him or me because my mom is not going to choose between us, which still makes me feel like she's choosing him. Mm -hmm. So now I'm mad at my mama and now I have a problem with my brother and we still got to figure out how to navigate and everybody else is happy. How do I feel about my family? Wow. And how does that affect me? Am I further wounded because them embracing him makes me feel like they are rejecting me? 
right? And so then we have to start talking about what that looks like. First, what kind of boundaries do you want to have with your brother? Mm -hmm. How do you want to manage the triggers that you may be experiencing in your body? Where will you draw the boundary as this is how much I will expose myself to in this dynamic and then I need to leave? What coping strategies do you need to have in place? I.e., do you need to have a hotel room nearby? Do you need to know where the grocery store is nearby? Do you need to have your your Lyft or your Uber on deck because you drove with your sister and your sister going to be like, no, we're not leaving or she's too liquored up to drive you. Right. So we talk about what are some of the things that may be likely to happen and how do you want to feel and what do you want to do in that experience if it does? So how do we empower you? Right. Sexual abuse is another one that people will not talk about. And it's a major one. Right. When you think about one in four girls being sexually abused before the age of 18, one in seven boys, the likelihood and 90 percent of the people know their abusers. You're likely to see the person that sexually abused you in the house at the party. Come on, being hugged by the people that you love. And maybe you've tried to have those conversations with people and they've silenced you or they haven't supported you or they invited the person here. They want you to to hang out with the person. Maybe you have children now and you're concerned about your children engaging that person and you don't know how to deal with that dynamic. Maybe you and your mother are on the outs or maybe you have recently lost somebody Oh my goodness. When we talk Mm -hmm. about those first holidays, when the matriarch or the patriarch is missing and how do we show up and try to find the traditions, like Mm -hmm. all of these things that just brew and swell. And it's so easy for them to be escalated during the holidays because everybody tells us that we're supposed to feel a certain way and behave a certain way. You know, we won't even get into just the financial stress of the holidays, Most people can't afford to even put enough gas in their tank to drive wherever they have to go, much less a plane ticket or some Mm -hmm. presents. I can't even get the presents for the people in my house, but you need me to get presents for you and you and you. And you're going to judge the type of present that I give you. And my credit is going to be maxed. My my bills aren't paid, but I got to look like I got it all together. Y'all didn't help me. You didn't even loan me the $500 for rent when I needed you. But now you want some Louis Vuitton something over here. Number one. Right. You want the Burberry. Like what's what's good. Right. And I feel pressure to give it to you. So I look like I'm doing well because you're going to project or talk about me if I don't meet your expectation instead of you being empathetic to my reality. So we got like all of this happening like a pressure cooker during the holidays. And then we wonder why people are 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 mad or sad or depressed or drinking or doing anything else they can to survive this time. Yes. So we just we got to get real about what the holidays are to people. We really do. Yes. Yes. And the reality is like we never know all of the different pressures Mm. that people might be experiencing. Um, And I think you just did a great job of highlighting all those, like we have financial stressors, family stressors, uh, time-related stressors, like all those different things coming together in a- Wait, 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 wait. How about the big one though? The the poor boundaries, right? Because see your family think they have the right to talk to you and about you and be in your business and give you the read and think that you you owe them the answer to whatever question they want to know. You can walk in just as happy as you are and they go, oh, you done got fat. Oh, shit, look at her. She, oh, okay. No, you might want to put some of that down. You don't need to be. 
girl, when when you gonna have a man? Like, um, what's the, are y'all gonna have a baby? Like, uh, what is the and feel entitled yes. and will put you on blast. Like your business is family business. And in some families, you have actually been conditioned to believe that your business is family business on display and everybody has access. So you start having anxiety before you even get there because you mm -hmm. already know. I know they're going to ask me that. Man, I don't even know how I'm supposed to. What am I supposed to say? My stomach is hurting. I can't sleep, man. I've been having headaches. And then you don't even recognize that that's mental health issues. You yep. don't even recognize that you're dealing with acute stress disorder. Mm -hmm. You don't even realize when you come back, you're dealing with or being subjected to post-traumatic stress disorder. Like come on. you don't realize your anxiety or depression is through the roof because you don't even recognize those to be mental health symptoms, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's so much that's going on constantly. And then there's so much pressure and we don't even realize that the system is really acting upon us because these are man-made holidays. Yes, These are people, they have designated, like yes. capitalism has just <laughs> told us, we're going to make you spend a million dollars this month, this month, and this month, and make you act like family is everything. And we're going to mm -hmm. shut down and let y'all have all of that. And then we're going to sit back and rake all of this money in. All Let's of see it what in. we can do. Oh, my goodness. Girl, without so realizing it's just a day. It's it, just a day. Literally, literally mm -hmm. just a day. Mm -hmm. um, go, going back to what you were saying, because you you literally hit the nail on the head when discussing like the intrusiveness sometimes of family members. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that comes from, again, like, you you know, in childhood, they you might have had a certain role in your family right so every yeah. family member has a specific role and they're still expecting you to function in that same role mm -hmm. when you come home every holiday they still see you as you know that's little, that's just a little pumpkin the little kid the yeah, little that's, you, that's, be like, you know i'm not you know, nine years old you know, anymore right? right you know yeah for sure for sure right. or you may feed into that and you don't even realize that you do it unless you bring somebody else home with you that's a friend mm -hmm. or somebody that you're dating and they go Ooh, you become like a little kid in front of your family. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. You're like, what you talking about? No, I don't. I'm grown. Okay, are you grown? Okay, go tell your mama no. I ain't gonna tell her no. You go tell her no. Can you can you ask her for me? Okay, there we go. Right, because we haven't learned how to meet each other, and our families, especially mm -hmm. the the older generations, have not learned and also believe that it's disrespectful for yes. us to show up as adults. So they never learn how to transition. Yes, you are still my parent, but you are not parenting me any longer, and our relationship oh. now is as two adults and our parents oftentimes never meet the adult that we are they just see us as their kid they'll even come to our own houses and treat us like children in our houses that right. they don't pay no bills for <laughs> okay and we will let them we will let them right it's just it's it's just the way it works if we don't get it together yeah. Yeah. So how how can we empower people when they do go back home and they're around their mm -hmm. families and they feel like they're you know my family still sees me as this child I can't set yeah. boundaries without it seeming as uh, disrespectful to the elders. Yeah. Well, I like to teach people that they can recover from feeling disrespected. 
And sometimes they can recover and we can have a conversation that will change that. So a little temporary discomfort by holding a boundary, you will feel so much better dealing with them feeling disrespected than you will feel the rest of the year about you feeling how you feel about having betrayed yourself. That's good. Right. And so you have to pick your poison oftentimes. If you're if part of your risk reduction says I'm going, okay, so if I'm going, what do I absolutely not want to experience as my deal breaker? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to feel like I betrayed myself. I don't want to feel like I bit my tongue when they stepped on that button again. So it's how do we handle those things so that you know, all right, I know they're going to do that and I know they're going to do that and I can even deal with that even though that works my nerves, but I am not going to tolerate this and they're going to know. And even if sometimes the deal breaker just says, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen because it doesn't matter. You don't have to get rah-rah. You don't have right. to go in on nobody. You don't have to actually be disrespectful, right? You just simply have to assert a boundary to say, we're not going to talk about that today, right? Or let me tell you what's off limits, or you're choosing to invite that person and it's your house. And I can't tell you who to have at your house. I'm fine with that, but please don't expect me to hold a conversation, Mm. right? And If they attempt to, because see, sometimes, especially as parents, the hard part about parents, they just want their kids to get along. Yeah. Come on, say hi to your brother. You can look and walk right on away. Mm. Just because they're asking you to or volunteering you to don't mean that you have to RSVP and show up for that invitation. Yeah. You are completely in control of yourself. And sometimes with consistency, you have to teach people that you don't live there anymore. Yes. Right? I'm not my 20 year old self anymore. I, mm-hmm. I know, mom, I know that you would really like for us to be able to get along, but that's just not going to be possible. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change my love for you. Doesn't change my love for this family. But he and I will never have a relationship. And then you just kind of have to hold firm to that. You don't have to give explanation. You don't have to debate. You don't have to argue. Girl, when y'all going to have some kids? I'm waiting. You know, you're not going to make me a grandma. If I choose to have kids and when I become pregnant and decide to tell you, you will know. Well, I'm just saying they can say whatever they want to. You do not have to engage. And so I love to tell my clients, everything requires two things, your presence and your participation. Yeah. You can remove one or both anytime you choose to. So how do you stay connected to yourself? Even while you're interconnected with your family, how do you stay connected with yourself? Because your number one job during the holiday and every day before and after is to take care of you. And anytime you are not feeling good in your body, you don't even have to know what the name of it is. You don't have to know the feeling. You don't even have to know the thought. You just have to know this ain't working for me. I don't like how this is flowing. Right. Remove your presence or your participation. Withdraw. No understanding, no agreement, no, no debate, no argument, no dissertation, no nothing. Withdraw. Yeah. Leave them to think whatever they're going to think. Because I always tell people also, do not try to argue or explain to a made up mind. They already know what it is. You That's are not good. moving that wall. You That's are not good. moving that wall. Right. <laughs> There's nothing we need to say. You think whatever you want to think. Right. I'm going to be right on over here. That tell whatever story you need to tell. I'm still going to be living my best life right over here. But now if you want access to me, if you want my presence, if you want my participation, oh, then you're going to have to move that boundary to meet mine, Mm. right? We both 
we both got to be okay. And if we can't, don't worry about it. I don't need you to do anything. I can take care of me. Mm. That's it. We just got to be willing to take care of ourselves. (laughs) We got to be willing. And that's the hard part because we've learned to sacrifice ourselves. Yeah. I mean, and you probably have this too. Depending on the culture, I literally meet clients. And by culture, that's language, nation of origin, gender, Mm -hmm. age, everything that goes into culture. But I literally have clients who have learned your life is not yours. Your career choices are not yours. Your body is not yours. Your your existence is not yours. It is part of the more collective. And so I don't care how you think. I don't care how you feel. This is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I always have to remind clients. So if that's a true thing, where does the rung stop? Who got to decide for you what your assignment was going to be? Mm. And if it's your parent, then where did they get to become the authority? Because who's the authority over them? And are they telling you something that was divinely passed down? Or are they telling you what they want and expect for you? And then how do they get to be the judge and jury over what it is that you're supposed to do? Like really open that up because we don't have to accept other people's expectations for us. We don't have to accept the script that's been written because then you can always ask the question, well, who was the author? And, and if that's the author, because they'll always say, well, it's divine, it's God, it's mm-hmm. Jesus, it's Muhammad, it's Buddha. Well, then why are he talking to you and not to me? <laughs> that hey, part. That's, if that's my father, we could have a conversation. He, we can he, have that conversation. Father, he made me, right? He know exactly what I need. He could talk directly to me. So you marry? That's who you are. Because you're telling me you, you, got the, you got the blueprint. They gave it to you. But not to me, the person that's supposed to act out the assignment and complete yeah. this. I'll wait. I wait on it, mom. All I'm gonna get is the confirmation or the or the refute. Period, and leave it alone. Period. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel like you over here giving us a whole master class on how to survive the holidays, <laughs> and it's Listen, so good it's right easy. now. It's, it's not. not easy, but it's necessary. Yes. And what I will tell you, oftentimes, is that it gets worse before it gets better. But mm-hmm. if you're committed to the better, don't be afraid of it getting worse. People often are used to you playing your role and it can be disconcerting when you switch it up. Mm -hmm. So what I love to tell folks, even in my own family, don't be afraid to let people know you're switching it up. Right. Because you can say, I know it's different. I I switched it up. I know it's not even you. It's me. Like I said, I don't live there no more. So this is how this how you can expect me to show up from now on. That part. And then because right when you when you're not behaving how they're used to, they what did you say? Mm -hmm. I said. I know. I know you're used to me saying you're not. It's not all in your head. I really I switched it up. I moved the boundary. Right. And notice I didn't say I'm not asking for permission. I'm not like, is it OK? Are right. you all right? I'm not apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I no, 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 no. I switched the boundary. This is what you can expect when you see me now. Yeah. yeah and you just you consistently live there. What they're going to do is because what systems do is they just like to find their equilibrium, even mm-hmm. if it's toxic. So mm-hmm. they'll try to push on you to get you to go back to the old way. Yep. So in the beginning, especially with a family, that whole group thing, that whole peer pressure thing becomes real. Oh, you not switched it up, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you cute now, huh? Oh, she better than that. Look, oh, little Miss Ma'am, she done went to D.C. and now she cute, huh? Oh, oh, so the, the our way. Oh, how I used to cook for. Oh, you don't eat that no more. Oh, but you grew up on. Oh, so what you trying to say about my thing? Mm. I'm not trying to say nothing about your thing. I loved your thing and it got me to exactly where I am. And now I can do a new way for me because this is what I need. This is where I live. Mm-hmm. 
try it or, or you can eat yours. I'm, I'm good right here. It's like the gentle reason. It's the gentle yeah, reason. It's it's the gentle, but you know, it, and it's and it's not even the read. I love to yeah. say it's the gentle narration. Mm. Right, I'm narrating my autobiography for you as an invitation for you to continue to be a part of my world because we're family, and I want to be close to you. But in order for me to really be close to you, if you really want the real me and not the version of me that you have in your head, because I didn't come to act, so. So which one do you really want? And then now let's have that conversation because you yeah. don't really want to have that one. So who do you want me to be? Do you want me to really be me? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or do you want me to be the version of me that you want? And if you want that one, then how about this? I'll be quiet. And then you tell me what I say. And then I'll just repeat it back to you. Or you tell me what to do, show it to me. And then I'll just act for you. Now you're just being silly. No, no, I'm just saying I I'm cool with doing me. But if you want me to do you or do me your way, tell me what the way is. Mm, I don't feel like doing that either. This is where I live now. <laughs> I love and you. You can that. come visit whenever you want to, as long as you act right in my space. <laughs> Right. It's just gentle love. Yeah. And that's how we heal forward. That's how yeah. we heal forward. heal forward. And some people won't heal with you. Some people won't go with you. Some people won't like it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't have anything to do with you. That's their own struggle. And you'll never know what that's all about, how it causes them to feel watching you yeah. do you, what it triggers in them, what they what causes them to feel like they didn't have that opportunity. You shouldn't have that. Like you'll never know other people's trauma unless they share it with you. Exactly. And it's not up to you to have to figure. Let's say don't try to figure out nobody else is crazy. You don't have all the pieces and yeah. that's above your pay grade. Especially with the family, even as therapists, yeah. right? We don't even we don't even therapize our family. We sure don't. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> Come on, because don't they don't they try? Oh, so you just oh, I, what you doing? Don't be psychoanalyzing the land and me. I'm like, first of all, it's psychoanalyzing. Secondly, right. <laughs> I'm off of work. Third, it would be unethical. I'm not even there. That's and again, that's your thing. Yeah, right? that's your projection and your assumption. I just came to see my cousin. How you doing, cuz? Right. <laughs> you want to come over to where I live? Because I'm not coming over there. Uh, I don't live there no more. I definitely don't live there. I know. I, I don't know. live there anymore. I don't live there no uh. more. Right. And I can honor who I used to be mm -hmm. and not let you judge me by it. Mm. Yeah, I know I used to do that with you. Yeah, that's good. But but I don't live there no more. Yeah. No, you can't shame me with that. No, yeah, that actually happened. All of that, just how you said it happened, it actually did. And I'm good. Mm. I don't live there no more. You can't. Yeah, it happened just like that. Yeah, that was, I made some real bad choices in my survival mode, but I'm thriving now. I'm good. Yeah, it, yeah that actually, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't live there no more. And you might not see me like this. I might not live here next year either. So you better oh. enjoy this version. <laughs> right. Get it, right? And so it's like, how do you just decide the experience that you want to have yeah. and figure out what it's going to take in those experiences for you to have that?
because you're actually showing up for a particular reason. So how do you get clear on the reasons? I just want to play some spades with my cousins. I just want to hug my mom. I just want to eat that one specific dish. I want to watch my auntie do that little strut after she drank a little bit too much so I could <laughs> laugh and just have my, okay, so you got your checklist. You got your motivations mm -hmm. that are making you willing to show up. Once you do that, are you ready to go? At, at any point, can you abandon ship if it's not going to yield or be worth the reason why you wanted to do it? You get there and you go, nah, this, mm -mm. yeah, I ain't going to be able to make it. I don't care how much you spent. I don't care how far you drove. I don't care what sacrifices that you made. Again, none of it will be worth what it costs you in the end. Yes. So how do you take care of you and recognize that no matter what you said, no matter what you had previously decided, no matter what you thought you were going to do before you got into that moment, you always have the right to do whatever you want to do to take care of you. So switch it up at any time. And I promise you that is going to far exceed any investment that you made on the front end. I promise you. Yes. And I love that you're talking about like even the the feelings that we have when we do change our address. Right. Mm -hmm. Recognizing mm -hmm. that we don't live in this place anymore and also accepting who we used to be. Because when we go around like those old family members, sometimes people experience <sighs> guilt. Yes. Right? How, like, yes. how do you manage that? Well, you know, what I say is recognize that you can be aware and not do the work at the same time. Mm. So I feel guilt around that thing. Okay, but I don't have to work on the guilt today. Yeah. And I don't have to pull all the things up that are associated with the guilt. So that is an opportunity for you to realize when I leave the holidays. Now, that's the real resolution. When I leave the holidays, let me take what I learned in that moment and go do the work to heal that. So I don't have to continue to suffer anymore because that actually lives in you. You're thinking that it's the family and what you got. No, they just triggered the wound that's already there. So yeah. how can you be aware? Oh, I got some work to do around that because I feel guilty. And one of the things that I love to tell my clients to kind of reframe guilt and shame and remorse and all mm -hmm. those things, I'm like, you have to realize how arrogant it is to feel any of that. Because in order for you to feel that, that is your right now present self judging your past self for what it did to survive. In those versions of you, that was the best choice that you were able to make with the limited knowledge, access to people, money, education, whatever it was, right? With the limited support that you had, those were what you thought was the best choice at the time for whatever reason, because it fit the need. And the basic need is survival. Yeah. You looking at that, judging yourself today, when somehow the less networked, less resourced, less educated, less uh, mature, younger version of you somehow still figured out how to deliver your arrogant little tale in this right now moment to yourself. And instead of giving grace and forgiveness and gratitude and healing, your function is to judge it mm. and have shame and have guilt. Help me connect that connect that dot. And that's when we get into the motivational interviewing, yeah. right? Because if you can suspend the judgment to reflect on what was I thinking in that moment? What was I doing in that moment? Not from a place of judgment, but from curiosity, all of a sudden it makes sense. You, you, you would only have done what you thought was the best thing in that situation. Oh, so I lied in order to protect myself. I, I stole because I needed to eat. 
or because I was trying to fit in with everybody else. Mm -hmm. So you did all of these things for protection and protection is always what we do for survival. Granted, it was not your finest hour, but it's the hour that figured out how to get you to this one. And mm -hmm. this one allows you to be empowered by all of that in order to live the life that you want to live. Right. So you're going to judge when you was living in the basement, but now you up in the penthouse. You, but you want to judge your story instead of talk about how you survived it. So now you can thrive. And what do you want to do with all that you have, all this lived experience yeah. that becomes your qualification and your testimony to what is going to cause you to thrive and help other people do it, too? Right. That's your wealth. That's yeah. your that's your that's your bag. Right. Like you are your own biggest investment. Mm -hmm. You are the capital. You are your own ultimate currency. So, you know, also walking into your family like you are the money and like they have value too helps that too. So you don't have to judge them for what they did or what they're currently doing to survive. You just got to decide you're on your own survival journey and I'm on mine. And that's all it has to be. That's all it has to that's be. All, yeah. We family and recognize yeah. that people can't take care of you when they're in survival mode and mm. people can't love you. You can't demand that they love you a particular way when they're struggling to love themselves. Right. Because people that's can't it. give you what they don't have. And sometimes they don't have it. And them not having it is what allowed them to survive to even get you to where you are because they're yeah. part of your story. Yeah. So sometimes I like to explain it like those video games, you know, the war games when like you're playing on teams and your person is dying and they're like, I'm over here. I need I need a leaf or I need a spray. I need you to bring me back to life. And you're like, I can't because I'm dying, too. Like, I'm not going to make it to you. <laughs> You can't help anybody when you dying on the battlefield. Come on. Right? Sometimes you can only save yourself. So you also mm -hmm. have to recognize what your limitations are. You walk into your family, recognize some folks is on life support and some of them you might be able to help. But if real talk, you're on life support too. The hard part is you have to figure out how do I take care of me? Because even me getting up to try to go take care of you means we both die. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. So you yeah. also can't get mad when somebody can't give you what they don't have to give away. Right. So it's just like all of these dynamics that are constantly swirling and we just don't know what to do about it because nobody has ever really taught us. Yeah. How do we look at the way our family is functioning and not functioning? And then when we get together, it just all plays out and we don't understand what's happening in the rooms. And. Honestly, um, this is a great time to pass the collection plate because <laughs> you, <laughs> you literally are it. preaching like somebody's pastor right now. Um, mm. I had a thought about the, the family dynamic. It was something that you said um, regarding like the, the functionality of it all, but it literally just left me. But I'm it's fine okay. with it. <laughs> yes. It's okay. It's okay. I know it's a lot. Look, these are the kind of conversations that yeah. we could have for a lifetime and they would yeah. still. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. 
I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. He's so layered and ever evolving because as people where we're ever evolving. Yeah. But I think more than anything, where I would leave people with is just recognizing that it takes a collection of individuals to make a family. You start with your wellness and then you pour as you are able to. And you don't determine your value or anybody else's based upon their ability to pour. Just recognize that we're all doing the best that we can. You can lean into the good on those days where it's bad or it's ugly. You can decide if that's the time or the place to get to it. And if it's not, there is always another time. So you take care of you. You take care of the folks you're responsible for, i.e. those kids. And you make sure that they get shielded and they don't become the consequence of the intergenerational trauma by getting Mm -hmm. bled on during the holidays. Mm. Everything else is just presence, 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 literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yes. Right. That's it. That's it. (sighs) Surviving the holidays one on one with Dr. Spirit. I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Spirit, where can the people find you and follow you mm. and know some of the things that you got going on? That's a great question. I, I They tell me that I'm out here in these streets again. I didn't realize it, but I guess so. So, you know, I may be coming to a city near you, uh, but they can always find me on all of my social media. And I usually talk about what's going on. So, you know, whether it's in country, out of country, whether you're trying to give, whether you, you need something, you know, it takes all of it to make it go. So find me at Talk to Spirit everywhere. Just remember, man, I need to talk to Spirit. Talk the number two Spirit. And that is how you find me. I'm here for it. Thank you so much, Dr. Spirit, for coming My through. My pleasure. My yes. pleasure. Anytime. And remember, you said coffee and you said world travel commitment. Uh, I got coffee you. in Liberia. Is <laughs> Listen, <laughs> why are you playing? There's some good coffee over there. Mm-hmm. I heard. And in Ethiopia, I'm trying to go. Listen, that might be oh, our next coffee date. It's on the Africa list. Somewhere. It's on the list. Okay. <laughs> Y'all remember she said it. We're going to hold her to it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.